Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. OPEC is cutting oil production in May by a million barrels a day. Okay, that will raise all oil prices all over the world. OPEC, Saudi Arabia, villains. They don't have to do this. They couldn't have more money. They can't spend the money they have. They're just doing it to inflict pain on people all over the world. So they're villains. It's 350 a gallon is the average. Summer, it'll go up to about 380, maybe four bucks in the USA, and Joe Biden can run out to Iowa and say what a great job he's doing economically. NBC News, using anonymous sources, so be careful, reporting that the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down after seven days in American airspace, okay, did gather intelligence from sensitive U.S. military sites in real time. This is what NBC News is reporting. It took the Biden administration seven days to shoot it down. In those seven days, the balloon reported back stuff that they picked up, that the balloon picked up um, from the military installations. Nice, Joe. Good job. Okay, back to Trump. Now, the critics of the indictment are pointing out two things, that the federal government looked at this, all right, the Federal Election Commission didn't indict, and that Alvin Bragg, who is indicting tomorrow, the DA in Manhattan, his predecessor, Cy Vance, didn't indict. Could have, didn't. That's what the defenders of Trump are throwing out. Here's what Vance said yesterday. Go. Uh, As I believe you know, uh, I was asked by the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District to stand down uh, on our investigation, which had commenced involving the Trump Organization. And as, you know, as, as someone who respects that office a great deal and, 
and believing that they may have perhaps the best laws uh, to investigate, I did so. But I believe Vance. I believe that's true, that the federal government asked him not to get involved. I think the federal government asked Bragg not to get involved. And that Jack Smith, the special prosecutor looking at January 6th, can't be happy about this. But that's speculation on my part. I do not know that to be a fact. What I do know is that Bragg hates Trump and is using his office to punish Trump. And I know that, but what he said in the past, go. I'm the candidate in the race who has the experience with, with Donald Trump. I was the chief deputy in the attorney general's office. We sued the Trump administration over 100 times uh, for the Muslim travel ban, for family separation at the border, for shen shenanigans with the census. Uh, so I know how to, to litigate uh, with him. I also led the team that did the Trump Foundation case. So uh, I'm ready to go wherever the facts take me and to inherit that case. And I think, you know, it'd be hard to argue with the fact that that's, that'd be the most important, uh, most high profile case. Uh, and I've seen him up front and seen the lawlessness that he can do. All right. So this is the guy. He's already convicted Trump. Even though Trump has not been convicted of anything, this guy's already convicted him. Due process? Bye. No more due process in this country. So Bragg should have recused himself from all this based upon his past statements. Okay, he's not coming in with a presumption of innocence. Remember, that's what our justice system is based on, a presumption of innocence. You think Bragg is giving Trump the presumption of innocence after saying that? Come on, it's absurd. And I don't know about Trump's lawyers, but that'd be case number one I'd throw up to get the thing thrown out. Outrageous. All right, enough about me. Let's bring in uh, Brett Tallman. He was a former U.S. attorney for Utah, head of the Tallman Group right now from Salt Lake City. So I went over a lot of stuff, and I, I didn't use any speculation. Uh, I'd use one bit, and then I told the audience it was speculative. But let's go run them right down. Bragg has convicted Trump years ago, correct? Yeah, and you referenced that he should recuse himself, and I believe you're the only person out there that's cu that's caught this issue. There are several ethical requirements on a prosecutor. One of them is that they would actually recuse themselves if they have any history with a target. I had to recuse my office when a sitting member of Congress was referred to us for potential criminal violations. It is standard. But apparently it was not, you know, not an issue for Alvin Bragg. Well, that's because the justice system is broken down, as I said. By the way, do you concur with that, that the justice system across the country has collapsed? I agree with it. And, and I'm shocked that more people aren't saying it. But for decades, we have been granting more and more power. The legislature has been granting more and more power to prosecutors but less and less accountability and transparency. So it's a wicked combination what we've done in the criminal justice system. I mean, when you have a mass demonstration across this country after George Floyd's killing, and you have 17,000 arrested, probably more than that, and two wind up in prison, and then you have these idiots going out there above the law, no one's above the law. I mean, how can you not be cynical? How can you not be? 
Yeah, and it's very tragic and sad for those of us who have, you know, spent 25 plus years in the criminal justice system to have watched the evolution. You know, one famous justice, Justice Sutherland of the Supreme Court, said that the prosecutor was not a normal person to the litigation. He was, in fact, the servant, the only servant of the law. And his point was that it was the law that needed to dictate and not the individual. And we flipped it on our on its head. And now who could have confidence? You outlined all of those, you know, that are above the law. And the list is longer than even what you went into. Yeah, I only have uh, 45 minutes here. <laughs> I could go all in. I mean, look, Hours. If those of us who live in New York know Alvin Bragg doesn't prosecute violent felons just throws the cases out on technicalities day in and day out and day in and day out above the law. Come on. What about Vance saying, look, um, don't blame New York City. Uh, we were looking at Trump, but then the Fed said, you know, pull back. Do you believe that? I do believe it. There is an unspoken rule between state and federal, you know, uh, criminal justice systems. And, and this is it, Bill. It's Whichever entity has the more serious investigation, that entity takes the lead. Sometimes it's the state, but that's traditionally a homicide investigation. Anything like this, where they're bootstrapping a, a misdemeanor into a federal election violation, I mean, there's, there's not only deference, but I can tell you from speaking to several friends in the Department of Justice, they are livid that this is the first case that, gets, uh, that, get, that goes out. They wanted something a lot more serious to go out of the gate so that they knew that there was something more to what they were doing against Donald Trump that wasn't just a witch hunt. Now it plays into that narrative perfectly. Now, uh, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor appointed by uh, the Biden administration, Merrick Garland, he can't be happy about this because Smith is trying to lay a conspiracy charge on Trump over the activities on January 6th. That's what... He's trying to build a case of conspiracy to undermine an election. That's what Smith is trying to do. And now with this low level beef of a business transaction that's illegal in New York State, that makes his job harder, Smith, correct? Yeah, it makes it harder. And look at just the reality. He, Smith has already subpoenaed several Secret Service agents to try to get to the bottom into what, you know, Donald Trump may or may not have done with the classified documents. Very few people have even, even noticed that. That's a very big, bold move, but we're not talking about it because we're all embroiled in this circus that Alvin Bragg has created. Well, we don't know though, and I don't think that, I could be wrong on this. I don't think the document thing is where Smith is gonna, you know, I do think that Smith is gonna bring conspiracy charges against Trump for January 6th. That's my bet yeah. on this. That, that's where I think it is. I think, I think you have uh, you know, a good reason to bet on that because I think that's the case that they can get a lot of public opinion behind. And, the, and, and George is working in, con, in connection with that, that theory. You know, yeah, to, yeah, but to the find Georgia out thing is the weak. Level. The Georgia thing is weak. It's based on two phone calls, and I've read the transcripts of the phone calls, and they're not. But, but conspiracy is easy for the federal government to charge. That's the easiest avenue to get anybody, right? 
it's easy because yeah you're right because conspiracy is a standalone you don't have to actually prove the underlying crime you just have to prove the, the conspiracy and you don't have to prove that the members of the conspiracy were were discussing uh the conspiracy with each other it's it's one of the most you know easy cases to bring in the federal system and it's done every day in this country yeah against heinous criminals they can't get them any other way they go with conspiracy that's what rico is all about all right finally right. uh i get a lot of mail on the durham investigation Next month, it'll be four years that this man has been paid out of taxpayer funds and his whole staff, all expenses paid, big salary, four years. His mandate was to find out, all right, the FBI and other Justice Department's intrusions into the bogus Russian collusion investigation. What they did, phony warrants, all of that. Four years, Brett. Does that make any sense to you at all? No. I, well, I can't believe it's four years. I will say you and I still look, you know, handsome and, and like we haven't aged much in those four years. But uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe it's been that long. And I, I would say that this is I'd rather they take took those resources and did a serious investigation into Hunter Biden and into the Biden, you know, allegations. It's too bad that we're we're expending taxpayer resources because I, you know, Durham has been a flop from the beginning outside oh, of exposing. Awful. You know, the, and this the, just, yeah, just plays into my my uh, hypothesis at the top of the program. The justice system's corrupt. I mean, yes. you pack it after what? Two, two and a half. You go, ah, I can't do it or we didn't find anything. Four year, and and we, he's not going to wrap it next month. It's just going to be, wow, we're in for four years because it's a gravy train. So we're all making money. And what do they do? What do you do for four years? It's not that complicated. Like, like everything else in Washington, D.C., it's all about their own personal survival. That's absolutely. You know, you're such a smart guy. I, I, there was a reason that I had you on and I forgot it. But now you reminded me. <laughs> I was there last week. These people live in a bubble. They don't know anything they other don't. than, it's... you know, their own little sphere and what parties they're going to go to, you know, with That's other right. people in Washington. It's like, oh, my God. All right, Brad, we're going to bother you uh, I, and over the next couple of weeks or so about this Trump thing. Um, you're, I think, our strongest guest uh, on these matters of justice in the country. And it's just a shame. We, the people, deserve better. Thank we you, do. Brett Tallman. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up. 
way up and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Let's bring in now a very interesting guy. His name is Jack Smith. He's a former U.S. attorney in northern Florida. Uh, he works for the uh, Heritage Foundation now. He's a legal fellow. That's a right-leaning group. And he is the uh, author of the upcoming book, Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. be out in June. You can pre-order it now, Amazon and all the others, Barnes & Noble. And he joins us now from Pensacola, Florida. So um, I talked uh, for about 14 minutes. Did I make any mistakes or omit anything that you think is important? Well, look, Bill, I think the point you were making that's very important is this is an extremely unusual prosecution in a lot of ways. And that's not just what right-leaning commentators, right-leaning lawyers are saying. That's what the liberal media outlets at the Washington Post, the New York Times, Vox Media, they're all saying this is a very thin read for Alvin Bragg to hang these charges on Donald Trump. And like you said, uh, these falsification of business records charges that appeared in the indictment yesterday, uh, those are typically misdemeanors under New York law. But they can only be bumped up to Class E low-level felonies if Alvin Bragg can prove beyond a reasonable doubt, which is the highest burden we know in American law, the standard any prosecutor has to meet to prove his or her case, if Alvin Bragg can prove that those business documents were falsified by Donald Trump or someone acting at his behest with the intent to conceal another crime. Now, as you mentioned, we don't know what that other crime is. Alvin Bragg didn't put it in the indictment, didn't really bring a lot of clarity during this press conference. But I suspect it's based on campaign finance violations. If it's based on state campaign finance violations, that's very odd because Donald Trump was a presidential candidate. And so, you know, federal campaign finance law should govern his conduct. And if it's federal campaign finance violations, that too would be very odd for two reasons. One, this is a state-level prosecution, not a federal prosecution. And the federal government, the U.S. Department of Justice, the Federal Election Commission, which is charged with issuing civil fines when campaign finance laws are violated, both of those entities looked at this situation and decided not to move forward with charges. And yet Alvin Bragg, uh, he has chosen to move forward with charges uh, that seem very questionable. Well, it's a weak case. Everybody, I, I haven't heard anybody say it's a strong case, as you point out. Anybody. Nobody says it's a strong case. Nobody says slam dunk. Nobody says any of that. I think it's going to get thrown out down the lane. All right. Uh, it's going to take years to adjudicate it if it doesn't. But can something happen to Bragg? Can Bragg be charged if he doesn't come up 
with a crime, as we both pointed out, he hasn't yet, that elevates it into the felony level. If he doesn't do that, if he can't do it, okay, can he be charged with prosecutorial misconduct? Well, charging someone with prosecutorial misconduct, that's a very high bar for someone to, to surpass. Is those are very difficult charges difficult. to bring. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, and and the Attorney is. General Letitia James would never do it in New York because she hates Trump, too. Um, if this case were in Florida, where you are, it never would have, uh, it never would have reached anything, correct? Well, I doubt it would have been brought for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that Governor Ron DeSantis used his authority to remove a Soros-backed prosecutor in Tampa, Florida, Andrew Warren. Uh, but look, Bill, the thing that's very troubling about this case, and there are many things that are troubling, but I think one of the, the biggest troubling aspects of this case is the hypocrisy, the double standard that seems to be in play, which I know is shocking to really no one. But Alvin Bragg, he campaigned not only on promises to investigate Donald Trump, but more broadly, not to prosecute most misdemeanors, not to seek incarceration in most cases, not to seek to hold offenders, even repeat violent offenders pending their trials. And so yet, if you look at the facts surrounding this case, the charges surrounding this case, you know, I think it quickly becomes apparent that this case likely would never have been initiated if the defendant wasn't named Donald Trump. I think you're right, Mr. Smith. Thanks very much for your expertise. Uh, Zach's book is The Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. You can pre-order it now. It'll be out in June. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry. Be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org.
So anyway, let's bring in uh, Sheriff Richard uh, Giordano. Giordino. Am I saying that right, Sheriff Giordino? Giordino, thanks for having me. Ben. All right. And uh, the sheriff presides in um, the Mohawk Valley region, Fulton County, one of my favorite places in New York State. Finger Lake, it's just beautiful up there. It's beautiful in the summer and fall. In February, it's a little chilly. But anyway, the reason that I asked uh, my staff to book the sheriff is that he has been a judge also in New York State and knows the state law as well as anyone. Okay, from what you just heard, 12 minutes of me bloviating, did I do anything that is not grounded in fact, Sheriff? Everything you said is grounded in fact. What you and I share is we don't believe in talking without the facts. So we know he's been indicted on 34 counts. The only explanation to answer your opening question is if they're charging each check he may have written or money transfer separately, then it could be 34 counts. But until you and I have more of the indictment that tells us that it involved Stormy Daniels or the other woman, we don't know. Okay. So it's, so it's very confusing that way, but you can't, in New York, he, even if he was convicted of 34 counts, he can only be sentenced to two counts cons con consecutively because there's limits on how much prison you can get based on the number of counts. Right, but he's not going to get any prison. No, I, think never, I think the case will be thrown out, but just as a stair step. So Bragg is 34 counts, felony counts. Okay, felonies, 34 felonies. I'm going, wait a minute. Um, and as you said, that will be explained. I guess it'll be explained uh, when people study uh, the actual indictment and what Bragg is alleging. Um, now, he did this, in my opinion, to just to throw everything against the wall so it sounds so bad that people criticizing Bragg, and they are legion, would back away a little. I think this is more of a PR move than a legal move. I agree 100%. We have to go back to Bragg's race for Manhattan DA. When Bragg ran, he said he was going to pursue Trump that he had worked on over 100 cases in Tish James, the attorney general's office. Interestingly, he never mentioned that out of those 100 cases, there were no criminal charges. There's one civil lawsuit that is full of holes that will never go anywhere, in my opinion, that had to do with the valuation of property that he's selling. So Bragg specifically said, I'm running, and one of my points, one of my platforms is to get Trump. Right. And so that that's one of the attacks. I'll tell you, there's going to be several attacks on that indictment. And that's probably the best way to look at it. The yeah, he should have Smith. recused himself. And we used those sound bites last night, uh, Sheriff. Mm -hmm. So we documented it again. You go to BillOReilly.com. You can see the transcripts and and all that we've done. If you're a premium concierge member um, now. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the Trump side, Team Trump, wants a change of venue. But what they don't understand is. A change of venue doesn't eliminate Bragg and the judge who Trump hates. They would follow, say they move it up to Fulton County where you are, the venue, Bragg and the judge would follow as attachments to the case, correct? Correct. But this case doesn't reach the level for a change of venue. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. You can't say we need a change of venue because they didn't vote for me. You can't say we need a change of venue because it's high profile. Donald Trump is going to be high profile wherever he is. 
And those things, and especially when he's contributed to the circus by commenting a lot and making posts that are not necessarily helpful, then you don't have you don't have the ability to say, well, I haven't contributed to this. So a change of venue is probably not realistic in this case. Um, but something's interesting though, and it, it ties into the whole political end of this. The Lee Zeldin ran for governor against Hochul in Manhattan. Lee Zeldin lost 350,000 votes. In the state, Lee Zeldin lost 350,000 votes. And one of Lee Zeldin's statements was, I'm going to remove Bragg. So that shows you that Bragg's got a very powerful constituency, and that one county could have changed who was our governor. Well, and so, it's worse than that. So in the presidential election, 87% of voters in New York City, the five boroughs, voted for Biden. So... Trump's constituency in New York City is 13%. So how do you get a fair jury at that overwhelming level where they don't like or approve of Donald Trump? That would be my argument if I were Takapino, the uh, lead attorney on the Trump team. I would say, look, we can't get a jury pool here that doesn't hate him. Well, in this case, jury selection would allow us to ask those questions. I know. And it'd be a little on. more invasive. Well, I, I don't think there's enough to do a change of venue. But I do think there's other attacks on Bragg. And I think I think the fact that the Fed, the, the Federal Election Commission, the Feds, as you mentioned, have already passed on this case. So they already recognize there's not enough there. So this truly is indicting a ham sandwich. And okay. I agree with you, the piling on of the 34 felonies is to more political than yeah, anything Yeah, it's else. more PR, and, and we will have Bragg tomorrow. I'm not going to use him tonight because, again, I want to uh, – the audience needs to understand that this is a news analysis show, and I want my analysis to be sharp and fact-based. And in order to do that, I've got to study. You know, like if Bragg says something at 4 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, I've got to then research whether he's saying it's true or not. So that takes time, and that's why I want to delay this. If you want instant analysis, go watch the cables. You're not going to learn anything there because they don't know anything, although Jonathan Turley uh, is really good, uh, the uh, law professor from Georgetown. Now, the stair step here in New York State is that Trump's lawyers will try to get this thrown out, okay? And... If they fail, they'll keep appealing that, and that will take time, correct? Correct. But at the arraignment, a good judge would have set a schedule for motions, for discovery, and for, for the trial date. This trial date probably would have been set out at the end of the year or next year, a year away, right in the middle of an election year. Um, the other thing is they have several grounds to argue. One is the statute of limitations. Even though it's a felony, one of the arguments they made before was, well, Trump's out of state, so that tolls the statute. But Trump is out of state until you call him to come in state, and he would, he would be available to the courts. So I think that falls by the wayside for the DAs. The other thing is they're going to look at the statute of limitation, which we mentioned, I just mentioned, but they're going to look at the fact, as we said, they've already declined prosecution in, in the federal case. And this is a very unique legal pattern where they're trying to piggyback state felony on top of a misdemeanor in federal. It's unheard of. 
leading what if credence. what if there isn't any linkage in the Bragg indictment to the election? But if he didn't have anything about the federal election in there, because, again, we don't know at this juncture uh, what he's alleging, um, then that would take the federal decision not to indict off the table, correct? That would take it off the table. But interestingly, and go back to our motion to dismiss, the motion to dismiss is going to look at Cohen, and Cohen himself is a convicted perjurer. Right. They have forward. to have more than Cohen. Okay. Yeah. He didn't come um, forward ahead of time, though. That's but, important. But the point I want to make is it's going to be appeal. To say they lose and they don't get uh, the case dismissed, they take it to another appellate court or state court, state court, and then they can shift into the federal system. If, if the New York State Supreme Court, which would have to go there, says, no, no, this is fine. You have to try them here in New York. Well, then they'll flip on over to the federal system. All right. So that's going to take an enormous amount of time. Correct. Well, a lot of that is the grounds for appeal. This is an interesting case. And again, if the grounds for appeal are on the state level, it might just stop at the state and they say have the trial and then take up the appeal afterwards. So that's another issue that you and I can't answer tonight till we see everything yeah. in the indictment. So it's um, it's interesting in that regard. Your folks uh, up in Mohawk County. Uh, I know it's hard to generalize, but you see a lot of people and everybody knows who you are. What do they think of this? It's split. If if you like Trump or like his policies, then you think it's a bogus indictment. If you don't like Trump, don't like his policies, think he's coarse, then you think finally somebody got him. But I think most people in the country just, they don't want the chaos. They want to move on. And, yeah. And again, They've been going, I don't know if you recall what Chuck Schumer, and I'm sure you do recall, when Trump was uh, first elected in 2017, Schumer said, you went after the CIA and the FBI, they can, seven ways to Sunday, they can get you. And ever since he's been president, they've been after him in various states, various levels of courts, and yet it's, it's like Roadrunner, the coyote's after you. They keep chasing him, claiming there's legal problem, you know, legal issues, legal matters, crimes, and then there's nothing. So it really undercuts the whole theory that this is based on equal justice. Yeah, I am right. We did, we demolished that yesterday with Alvin Bragg and the whole system in general about no one is above the law when we proved every which way that plenty of people are above the law. Hey, Sheriff, thanks very much. We really appreciate your expertise. We hope you come back and uh, very nice of you to help us out. Hey, thank you very much for having me on, Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. 
Politics by Faith anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now, NBC News does not treat Donald Trump fairly. Everybody in the world knows that. Here's the latest from Andrea Mitchell. Go. And it may or may not be coincidental, but both the DA and the judge are people of color, or uh, the judge, as Judge Kira was, was ethnically Hispanic, I believe, Latino, and of course the DA is black. So they have certainly become targets of his, in any case, and their families. All right, so that's just absurd. So Andrea Mitchell, at the behest of her corporate masters at Comcast, tries to inject race into this case. Does anybody believe Alvin Bragg was white? Trump wouldn't go after him? Come on, anybody who attacks Trump, no matter what skin color they have, is going to get Trump lashing back at him. But no, 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 we have to have race in it. This is NBC News all day long. And what about the family thing? Well, that's interesting. So the judge in the case, Mershon, is a daughter named Lauren, 34 years old. Okay, she's not in nursery school. And she is an activist, a progressive left activist. She's the president of Authentic Campaigns, which has raised more than $250 million for progressive politicians. And Donald Trump Jr. is not supposed to mention that? Come on. The judge presiding over this case's 34-year-old daughter is running a colossal progressive organization. And what are we supposed to do? Hide that? Oh, it's just beyond belief. It really is beyond belief. I'm trying to get uh, Don Jr. on here Monday. I hope we'll be successful. Um, anyway. The race thing really bothers me, really, really does. No element of race in this Trump prosecution, none. Uh, let's go to Fox News. Um, on trial, and uh, this is dubbed uh, the media trial of the century. It's supposed to begin April 17th in Delaware. Um, Dominion Voting Systems, those are the machine people, are suing Fox News for $1.6 billion. It's a, a lot of jack, okay? So the trial's going ahead. All the primetime Fox hosts are going to have to appear in court. And the Fox hierarchy, the Murdochs and the others who run the organization, have to appear too. We don't know... And we weren't able to find out today where the cameras will be in that courtroom. That, if they are, that's not good for Fox News. It's not good for Fox News anyway. Now, to be fair to that organization, they are saying, we have a right, we as a news organization, to allow opinions on the air, and maybe we disagree, maybe we don't, but we have a right. You can't punish us under the First Amendment for that. Now, the judge in the case is Eric Davis, and of course, my producers did a search on him, and he has given money to Joe Biden, Barack Obama, John Kerry, on and on and on and on. He's a Democrat. 
and, and that's not good for Fox News. But I'm not going to besmirch the judge because judges are entitled to give campaign contributions. So if you do one, you have to do the Republican judges, and that wouldn't be right. But you should know this. All right, the American people should know all of this, not hide it. Um, now, I have no, I'm agnostic on this trial. I don't have a rooting interest in this. I mean, I have friends who are going to have to testify, and I feel bad for them. Nobody wants to do this. All right, so uh, one of the uh, factors in this prosecution is that George Soros gave a lot of money to get Alvin Bragg elected, and Republicans have pointed that out. I'm sure you've heard it. So the Washington Post, which hates Trump, um, sticks up for George Soros. So let me walk you through this. This is a fascinating um, situation. There is a far-left radical group called Color of Change. It's run by a guy named Rashad Robinson, headquartered in Oakland. They're the ones that came after me color of change. And they are very well funded, mostly by George Soros. So in 2021, the last tax returns we have, okay, Soros gave color of change $1 million because it had pledged color of change to give a million dollars to Alvin Bragg's campaign for DEA. Soros wrote a check for a million went to color of change. Again, pledged to help Soros. In reality, color of change scammed Soros somewhat. They only spent $420,000 helping Alvin Bragg, which is an astronomical amount of money in a district attorney race. But they didn't do the whole million, because I guess, the color of change people had to, you know, maybe they saw a nice little real estate buy or something like that. Anyway, Soros, under tremendous pressure, issued a public statement, and it said, quote, as for Alvin Bragg, as a matter of fact, I did not contribute to his campaign, and I don't know him. I think some of the right would rather focus on far-fetched conspiracy theories than on serious charges against the former president, unquote. That was March 31st, 2003. So um, Soros said, oh, I I don't know anything to do with it, which is a total lie. Soros knew what color of change was going to do with his million. Okay, total lie. So enter the Washington Post and a guy um, named Glenn Kessler, who is their fact checker, right? Sure, Glenn. He says Republicans are being slippery here. This is the Washington Post. Claiming Soros-funded Bragg is simply false, but many rely on more ambiguous phrase of backed, which is technically correct by several degrees of separation. What a bunch of... (laughs) Okay. This is the media that we have here. And this is why Soros gets away with what Soros does. Okay. Now, Soros is not breaking any laws. I get letters every day. Why isn't he in jail? He has a battery of attorneys to make sure he stays in 
the campaign finance legal zone. However, his son, Soros is 92, all right? His son, Alexander, is 37. Alexander Soros has visited the White House between October 21 and December 22, 15 times, 15 times. Now, we told you about this in January when Alexander Soros was invited to the Macron reception, the French president at the White House. Okay, there he is with Nancy. So why, why would he, if, what's going on? There's Schumer and, and Alexander. Well, the Democrats are funded by Alexander Soros, who's right, you know, his father's 92 and he's right in the mix. Now, will you ever hear that from any other news agency in the country? You will not. Okay, you will not. This is the corruption that has entered our entire system of politics and justice. Awful. And by the way, Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, um, he got uh, $2 million in 2018 from the Soros people. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. So I put out a message of the day, every day. Put out a column yesterday. The column is on uh, Gerald Ford, President Ford pardoning Richard Nixon, how that ties into Trump. Okay, and then I give you a quote from Ford that very few people remember that's very important for this country today. Okay, now, as soon as that column was out, we put it out at noon on Saturday. I said, yeah, tomorrow is Saturday. All of a sudden, I, I start to see dispatches uh, with Ford in there. <laughs> so we know that many news agencies read our stuff every morning on the message of the day and the columns. And then all of a sudden, what we say is incorporated into what they say. Now, many people have written me about Fox News, and, but I'm flattered there. It's not plagiarism. But some of the people there believe what I have to say is worthy, and they say it a little bit right now. They never give me credit, but that's okay. All right, I've been in this business long enough. Everybody in the country knows me. I don't need any credit. And I'm flattered that people think that our analysis is, is good enough to be used into their presentations. But it is amusing and I mean that literally. I'm not angry. Some people, are you mad that they're saying what you said two weeks ago or what you said three weeks ago? They're now saying, no, I'm not. As long as we are ahead of it, we're breaking it, fine with me. Now, on the other side, I don't use anybody else's commentary. I don't. I watch a little bit of it and listen on the radio um, but I don't incorporate it. And if I do use something, I, I tell you, we took this from so-and-so. So-and-so said this. Okay, I don't, I don't blind it and just squeeze it. Because that's what Joe Biden did and got in trouble for it with the plagiarism and all of that. And, and why do you have to do that? Just credit the person. Now, sometimes I wish people would credit me, but I don't need the credit. It would just be 
nice on occasion, never going to happen. <laughs> a lot of jealousy in the media world. Believe me, there's a lot of jealousy. The fact that we are right now, the No Spin News and BillOReilly.com, the most successful independent news agency in the world. A lot of people don't like that. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We could not do this without you, and you know that. And we'll see you on Monday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.